We are a space that creates belonging. So if you are the only or the one of three engineers on your women engineers on your team, if you can come to Women Who Code, we've got over 300,000 technologists in our community. And you can say, oh, wow, you know, I really do belong. Welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Stephen Lucas is here. Hello, Michael. The man himself. Stephen. And Max is here. Oh, yeah. Super excited to be here. Well, you should be, Max. We have Elena Percival. Uh, She is the woman of women who code uh she's doing some very exciting things she's an invest venture investor um just uh, speaks all over the world she's leading the charge there very impressive background really happy to have you here elena can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background yeah hi thank you so much for having me here today um i'm elena percival the co-founder of women who code which is the world's largest and most active community of diverse women technologists. So I come from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Early on in my career, I moved to Germany with a congressional scholarship, ended up getting a job with Puma, the shoe company, and staying uh, for a few more years over there. Um, And then I went back uh, to school, did a an MBA, um, was working for a small women's performance footwear company when I got the opportunity to move out to the Bay Area. And I was coming from the product world, sort of at the intersection of technology in some regards, but just wanted to move out to San Francisco and um, really do a deep dive in tech. And I found that I kind of hit a, a wall with my career, you know, when I when I was um, talking about what I was doing, what I wanted to do, people were like, Puma, the, the shoe company? You know, what about Microsoft, Facebook, Google? You know, like, where's your tech credibility? And so I started learning to code and I started just getting involved in um, the tech industry. I ended up falling in love with spending time with smart women, talking about technology and kind of had this the side community um, that I was nurturing as, you know, I was finding my my career path in, in the tech industry. And what I realized is this community um, was important because the world started talking about, we need to teach girls to code. We need to teach women to code. And we were women in the industry facing different challenges and biases. And one of the things that we were facing is just constantly needing to prove ourselves being viewed as non-technical or less technical than we actually were. And so this amazing conversation in the media that said, we need to teach girls to code, we need to teach women to code, but didn't say anything about what women in the industry needed today, um, made me realize how important uh, it was just to elevate hey, this is what's needed. These are the biases we're facing. This is what it's going to take to create change and see women um, thrive in the industry and make it to their uh, potential and leadership. So is your major goal, like like you, you mentioned, shining the light on women who are already in the industry and coding, or is it more so encouraging 
women who would maybe never even thought about being coders to get into coding or kind of a mix um, of both? Our, our core focus is serving um, a mid-career engineer to stay engaged in her career path and make it to uh, whatever her highest uh, level of lead- leadership is. The fastest and easiest way to create greater equality in the tech industry is by retaining and helping the incredible talent in there to thrive today. And I say that with data like 50%, approximately 50% of women are leaving the, their technical career paths at around the 10-year mark. And every time we can retain one of those 50% most likely to leave, it increases her lifetime earnings by $1.7 million. So when you think about women who code serving 360,000 members, you're talking really, really big number, really big impact um, for women, their community, their families. Is there data on why, <clears throat> at you know, at that 10-year mark that they leave? I mean, is it based kind of on building a family or they get pregnant or something like that? Or is it is there other reasons? So they are leaving at a higher rate than they're leaving other STEM areas. So it would indicate that it is not family needs. And they're leaving higher than men are leaving the industry. So it would also indicate that there is uh, a gender challenge there. And it's not just that, you know, people get to a point in their career where they decide they want to pursue something else. And so when you're looking at this career path that has so much potential, every industry is becoming a technology industry. Um, You know, there's a lot of flexibility in the role. So you can't say, you know, well, you know, there's a few years in a woman's life when she needs flexibility. And, um, you know, there's, there's technical uh, roles and roles in technology career paths that are and, and incredibly flexible and supportive of, um, of various different family structures. And so um, what we see is around that 10 year mark, when you're poised to be um, taking off in your career where you're seeing your male counterparts starting to get those promotions, jumping from individual contributor to leadership positions um, is when we're seeing women jump uh, dropping out. What what we see is um, you are getting often to a point where, you know, you're, you're on a hard project, you're, you know, you're encountering biases throughout the day, the week in, in your career path, and then you get on a hard project or you get overlooked for a promotion or you're not getting on with a colleague. And the messaging that you're getting is, you know, you are really great about talking about this product. Have you considered marketing instead of leadership um, saying, oh, this person's exhibiting leadership skills. We should be, um, developing them to become the lead or, you know, whatever the next uh, promotion is for, for that individual. And women in particular um, are hired based on their experience versus on their potential. So that leap from individual contributor to leadership is very, very difficult uh, for women. And that's where we see a big break. Interesting. And so what do you see I guess when you're you're speaking with these women, whether they're in the industry or whether you're trying to encourage them to 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 make that you know career change or just you know go to college for something like that, is what do you see to be the biggest obstacle or hurdle you know in getting them interested in it? Because I've always heard the stereotype that female don't females typically don't get into coding 
because it's not quote unquote, you know, a sexy job, right. Or it's not, it's not something that, you know, I mean, you're just behind a computer all day. It's not, you know, fun. It's, it's, uh, I've heard the same thing with, um, uh, like phone sales or phone sales type job is that, you know, it's mm-hmm. just not something that attracts them, you know, being inside all, all the time, you know, not really dealing with people, right. You're just kind of in your zone. You know, I've, I've heard that. I don't know the truth of it because I, you know, it's not something yeah. I'm, you know, in, but, but I feel like that would be the hurdle is just getting someone Cause coding, even for me talking to like, if I was like, Hey Mike, I got this coding job and you're like, eh. So you decided to gain some weight. You gave up your social life. Your life yeah. Huh? You know, you, all those stereotypes. So yeah. Do you like video games? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, so probably, I, I, I probably could learn to code. Right. But like, I don't feel like it's in my genetics. Yeah. Right? yeah and, it's and then same here. It seems like, and it is a stereotype. And I'm not playing in the stereotype, but it seems like, um, like I taught I taught uh, e-commerce at Fitum, right, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in LA, and my class was all women, right? They wanted to be a part of that space, and they're very creative, and they, they it's like a creative outlet. Um, coding, how do you how do you bring that creative outlet, that is, and then I want to say that allure of things that design and other creative industries that women tend to gravitate to towards the coding environment. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is, is, you know, optics. When you look at the reality for software engineers, they are in beautiful offices with, you know, um, teams that are there to make them as happy as possible. You know, you've got perks like free lunches and massage Wednesdays and yoga room, you know, um, Thursdays and, um, that is definitely the upper level. Um, and it's actually a a very collaborative experience and there's even a, you know, I, when I go in and talk to young women, um, who, you know, in middle school, you go through that phase where you just want to be like your peers, there's, um, pair programming where you're literally like working on a project together, you know, every single um, line of code, you're, you're, you're doing it together. And so it doesn't have to be secluded. Um, It's possible um, with, with software engineering, but it also, it's problem solving. It's, it's figuring out how to break um, challenging things uh, down to make them as simple as possible. And so, you know, I, I I think that the media um, spent uh, a lot of years portraying a software engineer as, you know, the hacker who lives in their basement and smells bad. And that's so far from, from what uh, the re- reality is, and um, you know, thank you, South Park. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, South that's Park. all I think about. Yeah. Is Cartman in his basement. <laughs> so well, yeah. So what? So what's? How do women get into this space? How do you help attract them? How are you changing minds? Yeah. So um, we want to. Um, change it in a a couple of ways is one, we are a a space um, that creates belonging. So if you are the only or one of three engineers on your uh, women engineers on your team of 50, you can come to women who code. We've got over 300,000 technologists in our community and you can say, oh, wow, you know, I really do belong. You know, look around the room and say that these are my people. I I belong. Um, 
So that's, but, we you know, heard that about, we, we, we challenge people. We're like, what does community mean? And it, it all comes back to a sense of belonging. So you create a community where people belong. And then what happens mm-hmm. as they get into the community? They share ideas and then they go off and find top-notch coding jobs. Is that kind yeah. of the purpose and the focus of Women Who Code? Yeah, I mean, with with um, with software engineering, technology changes so quickly that you're kind of in a continuous learning career path. Um, there's always going to be some new technology that you're you're wanting to learn, you're wanting to um, test out, build a few projects in, and so we create space for that technical learning experience. But on the flip side, we're producing close to two thousand. Um, you know, educational experiences like events or conferences uh, throughout the year. And all of those are being, or not all of them, the majority of those are being led by diverse technologists. And so we're also creating leadership opportunities. So if you are on a trajectory in your career, but you're running up against, you have no leadership experience why would we promote you? You can get in front of the Women Who Code community. You can give talks. You can lead projects. Um, you can, you know, um, build events and momentum for yourself. And what we see is very quickly when you do gain that leadership experience, you, you're able to talk about that in the interview space and able to get those promotions very quickly. Oh, that's very cool. Interesting. Yeah, super interesting. So how do people find you if they want to get a hold of you and they want to start shaping their career path in this direction? What's the base, best way to get in contact with you? Yeah, so womenwhocode.com is um, is where to find us. Um, we're also at Women Who Code across all social media channels. We're regularly elevating um, amazing uh, technologists and technology leaders. And, um, you know, if there's anyone out there who is thinking about growing their engineering team this year, make sure that you're getting in front of uh, diverse technologists and considering um, expanding uh, your pipeline to include more diverse technologists and um, consider hiring. And um, that's certainly a a great place to engage with women who code for companies. That's fantastic. Well, we appreciate you being on on the program today. We appreciate you being on the Scaling Edge and sharing your insight with us. We're going to put those Links in the show notes and uh, very valuable info, very valuable insight. We will see you soon. Cheers. Hi, thank you. Thank you.